welcome to Echoes of Glory Season 8, Episode 17. I'm Jack. I'm Sam. And I'm Kevin. So to start the show today, uh, this was sent in by Carl Woodbridge, friend of the show. We want to know, what is your all-time Spurs team of players that you've seen live? However, there are two rules to this game. You're not allowed any English players and you're only allowed one player per nationality. So, do you want to go first? Yeah. Do you want to do your team first? Go on. So talk us through who you've selected and, and why you've selected them. I've got um, Pat Jennings in goal. Northern Ireland, um, just still the best keeper I think I've seen at Tottenham. Um, fullbacks I was struggling with, but I've got um, a bit of a dodgy one at right back. I've got Gunny Bergson, who's Icelandic at right back. Then I've got um, Richard Goff, Scottish, and Jan Vertonghen, Belgium, um, at centre back, and Chrissy Hewton at left back, Republic of Ireland. And then my midfield is Ericsson, Denmark. Ardiles, Argentina, Modric, Croatia, Bow Wells, and then up front I've got Berbatov and Klinsmann. So not a bad side. A bit, of bad. A, bit of an old school 4-4-2 formation going um, on. And we're not going with any form of defence in midfield. We're basically playing four defenders and then six attackers. That's the way good, we're going Good mix there. of players in there. Who's, who's your favourite player out of that lot that you've, you've picked? Um, Ozzy Ardiles. Ardiles. Yeah, brilliant player. Um, not a bad side. Sam, do you want to do your one? Yep, I'm going to go same same formation. So I'm going to go Hugo in goal. I'm going to go for Serge Aurier at right back. So you've gone current team so far. Current, yeah. I'm then going to go Davidson Sanchez and Toby, mm-hmm. centre half. Going to be a bit cheeky and play Gareth Bale at left back. It's an attack-minded side yeah. as well. And then midfield... Right side, going to play Raphael van der Vaart. Going to play Modric and Eriksen, central midfield, with Hyungmin Sun off the left. Yeah. And then uh, my favourite strike partnership of all time, Robbie Keane and Dimitar Berbatov up front. Again, not a bad side. Good team. Not a bad team at Good all. Team. Good Lots team. of attacking players in there as well. So I'll do mine, and then we'll read some of the ones that have been posted on yep. social media today. So I've gone for a bit more of a 4-2-3-1, but it's definitely not defensive, trust me, when I read the team. So in goal, I've actually gone for a goalkeeper that was fantastic for us. He joined us quite late in his career, but was so solid and so consistent, and he gave us a period of stability in goal, which we hadn't had for a long time. That was Brad Friedel of the United Mm, States. I thought he was fantastic for Mm. us when when we brought him in. Real, real solid keeper, good character in the dressing room. So he's my goalkeeper. My defence, at right back, I've got Steve Carr from Republic of Ireland. Best guy I've ever seen live. That's why he's in. (laughs) Um, but again, uh, uh, you know what? At the time, he was our captain for Ireland. He was a he was a pretty steady player for us. You should include Steve Carr just for captain Birmingham when they beat Woolwich in the uh, yeah, there you go. final a few um, years ago. Bit of a bulldog right back. He had an engine on him. Yeah, he was a decent, decent player. My two centre halves. I've gone for the current side. So I've got Davinson Sanchez of Colombia and Toby Alderweireld yeah. of Belgium. Alderweireld shaves it over for Tongan yeah. for me just because. Sanchez his distribution well. and he's just on another level for me. Um, and my left back is from Germany, Christian Zieger. Mm. Yeah, that's a good He's my left back. Um, again, a, a good player, one of our better players at the time. Brilliant set piece, could take a free kick, um, good delivery into the box. He was just a, a good all round player, really. So Christian Zieger at left back. Then my two central midfielders are Modric of Croatia. And Ericsson of Denmark, so just two ballers in the middle there, just dictating play, controlling, controlling the match. Off the right hand side, I've got um, 
David, David Ginola, yeah. of France, on the right. Again, in that period where he was in the team, he was the star player by a, a mile. And, you know, he made the pain of the late 90s, early 2000s slightly bearable. I think Sam made a good point. We talked about this yesterday. And, and Sam says that Ginola was a 7 out of 10 player in a 4 out of 10 team. Yeah. And I think that's pretty good. Which, you know what, it's probably not a... a it's not an insult to him. But a, but a brilliant player. You know, he yeah, was the, oh yeah. He's a, he's the, the kind of player that, you know, that he's, he's why you go to watch the games. You know, go past a man... Moments of magic, moments that you remember yeah. in games. So he's off the right for me. Then I've got Bale off the left for yeah. I mean, you know, obvious reasons. Definitely. And then in the 10, I've got Van der Vaart. Anyone that's listened to the pod before knows how much Van der Vaart's one of my favourite players I've ever seen. So he's just a truly brilliant player. Pictures on your wall. Yeah. Um, oh. And um, and Berbatov up front. So I've yeah. got a lot of pace with Van der Vaart and Berbatov through the middle of that <laughs> yeah. side as well. And the work rate as well. What happens then when Bale goes down the left and the other two are still on the still halfway, halfway line? line yeah. Um, so that was my team. So that's Friedel, Carr, Alderweireld, Sanchez, Ziga, Modric, Eriksson, Ginola, Van der Vaart, Bale and Berbatov. So not a bad side there. I think all three of them would go down in the Premier League today, I think. Do you reckon? I don't think they'd go down, but I think they'd... <laughs> I, don't think they'd it just, I mean, you'd, you'd score 150 goals, but let in 120, wouldn't you, a season? So um, I'll put this out on social media as well, so just um, to whiz through some of the sides yeah. that, have, uh, that have come in on, on there. So... Um, Ros Putin on Reddit um, has gone Loris in goal, Aurier, Sanchez, Alderweireld and Asuicotto. Yeah, as the left back, Ben Son, Van der Vaart, Modric, Bale, Keen Berbatov. So a lot, a lot of similar yeah. players there, you know, especially from the modern day. Um, he said, having Aurier in there is an absolute disgrace, but I can't oh. have Core Luca because of Modric and I'm not having Alan Hutton in my team. <laughs> Is what he said. Oh, um, Alan Hutton was in my. You could probably do a good worst eleven. Actually, we won't do it now, oh. but we could do a good worst well, eleven. Dan, Dane Wolf on Reddit is uh, so we'll do his team in a second. He said fullbacks were a struggle. Yeah. Really, looking back, given the rules of the game, um, so he's actually played bad at left back as well, like you did, Sam. So his was yeah. Torsvet in goal, Carr, Alderweireld, yeah. Goff, and Bale. Then Son, Modric, Ardiles, Ginola. Klingsman Berbatov, so not yeah. not a bad not a bad side there either. Yeah, good team. Um, Brad Fried was one that's popped up in in a few teams yeah. actually. Um, I am Jesus Ammer, <laughs> Reddit. Uh, Brad Fried <laughs> Wingal, Carl Sanchez for Tonga Nikoto, Ginola Modric Wanyama, yeah, Bale, controversial. Van der Vaart Berbatov. Yeah, yeah, it's good though. Good 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 how, variation how, of players. How much do you reckon? Apart from we're talking about fullbacks, but how much would them teams change? Thinking about my team, obviously, what if you were allowed, if you were allowed English, English players, I don't think it would change drastically. It just shows we've had we we're predominantly an English team, but all of our we've talent some, we've over some, the years, we've had some good foreign players. Yeah, players. it's quite interesting to Going see. Going back to our dealers and Ricky Villa yeah. when they first signed, but then back in the day, you we 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 had a tradition of good Scots players playing for us. You know, yeah. Gilsing, Mackay. You know, just uh, John White. So you know, I think from mine, I mean, Harry Kane would be straight in, no hesitation, and Ledley would be in in defence. Um, but I think you're right. I don't think it would change yeah. too much. I would probably have the of the best players I've seen. I'd probably have Carl Walker in there, at right back in the my right team. Back, to be honest, yeah. as the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, yeah. But I agree. I don't think it would change massively. I've always shoehorned uh, Stevie Perriman in at right back because mm. because you have to have him in. And team. you'd have Hoddle. Would you have Hoddle and Gascoigne in yours? Oh yeah, definitely. Over Modric and Ericsson. Yeah, 
So there you go. They are they are our best all time Spurs teams players that we've seen live. So thanks to Cole for uh, yeah, sending that one in. That that's a good one. We've got a couple of games we want to talk about as well. So going back, this game feels like an eternity ago. Um, Barcelona. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what a night! I mean, obviously we went into that knowing that we needed to match Inter's result in order to get through. Um, so realistically, you're thinking we've got to go to the new Camp and, and win. That was yeah, the task ahead absolutely. of us at the start of the game, really, if we're being completely realistic. Um, injuries at right back meant that Carl Walker Peters started. Love I mean, phenomenal, Love absolutely phenomenal that he's there playing in the Champions League. If it's League. the best you've got, put him in. It's no point in playing someone out of position there. Yeah, so well, I like there that, were people you know. talking about, oh, let's shoehorn Dyer or Alderweire, no, but then, no. like you say, then you lose yeah, them in their position. The um, so he started at right back. Um, Barcelona's team was weakened. Definitely, there's no getting away from that fact. Yeah. They still had a lot of good players, a lot of players that would walk into our side. I mean, their midfield yeah, was definitely. Arthur, Rakitic, they had Dembele, Coutinho. It, they it had wasn't a lot of world-class players. It, it wasn't short they of stars. They also, though, Jack, had two players in their team that cost individually more than our whole team. Yeah. Not a bad bench either, they had. Yeah, not a bad bench at all. Um, and they scored after five minutes, Barcelona, where Walker-Peters was caught... Probably trying to do the right thing, you know, in hindsight, you say right just put your foot through it and clear it, but you know, that's not really the way we play. He gets caught on the halfway line, but I mean, the fin- the run and the finish from Dembele was ridiculous, absolutely it's ridiculous. And that was it, that was one mistake we made, bang, balls in the back of the net, it's 1-0. And then you're thinking, all right, we're in trouble now, because 1-0 down at the new Camp knowing that really you've got to come back and win is a difficult position to be in. Yeah, and then I thought we did okay then for about the 20 minutes after. Yeah. There wasn't a lot in the game, but we yeah. seemed to just sort of survive that initial spell. Important. And then it flashes up on the telly goal into Neil PSV1. So, I mean, I'm Shout up jumping thinking, Lozano, that, brilliant, because Lozano scored, PSV1-0 up. And we're through then. At this point, they're yeah. losing, we're losing. See, we're we, had, through. we had quite different opinions. I think it was split. Me and Dad were... You were of the opinion it was great, we're through... But um, me and you, Dad, were much of... We didn't really want to even think about the other game. We wanted to focus on the task at hand and well, still go out having to win. The thing was was to win the game, wasn't yeah. it? And then you're not relying on other results. And, you know, that was, that was always the thing. And if he was in front and they were losing, you know, then, then they're in terrible straits. Yeah. We got through to half time at one nil, but we had chances. There was the the one yeah. in particular where Sun was played through Burks and one v one against the keeper. Keeper makes a good, a really good seven. To be fair, the Barca goalkeeper was their backup keeper was outstanding on the night. He made a few really good saves. And the other one was where Danny Rose got the wrong side of his man, whipped a low crossing, and Sun just wasn't yeah, quite was there yeah. to um, get his foot on it. So one nil down at half time, and you're thinking. Okay, we're actually we're playing pretty well on the over the forty five minutes it's been fairly even. Um the second half wasn't even at all. We absolutely battered them in the second half. It was just I couldn't believe what I was watching. I know it was a weaker Barcelona team, but to go there and the play occasion. the way we played, especially in that second half, knowing, you know, realistically you've got to score two goals in forty five minutes and keep a clean sheet. We were absolutely fantastic. I mean, we created so many opportunities and you just started to think when it got to 70 minutes and you heard that PSV were now level and Inter had equalised, mm-hmm. you're thinking, oh, Christ, we've got to score a goal yeah. now. 
is this going to be our day? Eric snad one where it got crossed into the back post oh, and the so keeper made a great save. There was the Lucas Moura header, which was a fantastic save. And then from that resulting save, Lucas had another shot that went an inch wide. Harry Kane was in one-on-one as well, blasted it over. He put it over and you're starting to think, oh God, this is just, it's not going to happen. But then the goal comes where we pick the ball up on the left-hand side. There's a nice ball down the line to Kane. And Kane plays a brilliant cross. Where, you know, he could have... He could have cut inside and tried to shoot or go for glory himself, but he plays a perfect cross in. Team player. And Lucas Moore is there. In, you know, I mean, he scored a lot of big goals for us this yeah. season. Um, meets it, balls in the back of the net, it's 1-1. We've gone mad. The fans there have gone absolutely crazy as well. The players on the pitch didn't go mad. They got the ball out and ran to I the halfway line. I love that. Um, I love that. that. Yeah. Came Especially came. Everyone the there, was no, there was no even moment to even think about celebrating. It was get the ball. We're going to go and win get the this second, game. Get the second goal. Go the through. team it was just exceptional. Yeah. And we had chances at 1-1. There was the Danny Rose one yeah. where he got the wrong side and smashed it miles over. A special mention of Rose because he was sensational against Barcelona. Yeah. That was the Danny Rose of fifteen sixteen. That was yeah. the best left back in the country. He was just he was powerful. He was intense. He was aggressive. Everything he did, he did quickly. Yeah. He was just he would have been an absolute nightmare to play against. He was just he kept running nonstop. The overlap was always an outball for us. It, it was sensational performance. Yeah. Well, we spoke about it, it, it for Danny Rose to play the way he wants to and the way that we love to watch him, he has to be 100% match fit. And I think yeah. because of the form that Davis has played in, the way the team rotates, it's taken him a lot longer to get that match fitness. So hopefully, yeah, it's good signs for things to come from Rose because he was, yeah, like you say, he was outstanding. Really, really good performance. And then it's full time and, you know, we're 1-1, we've done the job. And then you're now... Switching channels, getting the into PSV game on, just thinking what's that, happening, what's happening, and into my hand, Mister Sitter, right at the death. It, it was we were standing in our sitting room, weren't we? Yeah. We were actually standing. I, I think you were standing with your hand on your head. I just, I think, you I, know, you just it was just the, it, it was, was almost just, like you know the the season where City won the league in the last with the last yeah, second yeah. that time just was standing still yeah, and you're yeah. just thinking how much longer how much longer when the full time whistle went you just think oh we're through we've done it what a brilliant result it, it was it was fantastic you know to go there and play the way we played we had more possession in Barcelona which I think that doesn't happen there's a stat which is something along the lines of that's happened three times in the last ten years at the Nou Camp mm. or something crazy like that that you just don't have more possession than Barcelona at the Nou Camp it's not a thing Gullin Balaguer came out and described the game as the best away performance from a foreign side that he can ever remember seeing in the Champions League yeah, it was incredible which is you know I mean that's high praise from the man that wrote the book about Poch but anyway <laughs> um, it's, still, it's high praise you know but to try and do we, that we played well in Madrid last year away we played well Juve. in uh, Juve you know so you know we're a good team well we've we're had Barcelona Madrid Juve and Dortmund in the Champions yeah. League and we're unbeaten yeah, we haven't lost in yeah. that spot I know we lost at the San Siro yeah. but you know that's how we lost yeah, one fair. in five at the at tough away European grounds well, I think so. I mean I, I I had this with no chance of getting through after two defeats. But you think that Inter picked up two points from four matches. Mm. I, so, always, you know, I don't know. I was never really... Obviously, it was the, the odds were against us. But I always had the belief that we were able to go and get the performances. Especially with the fact that Barcelona were already through. Yeah. And I, after watching us play PSV and Inter, I didn't see anything between either of them teams so I had a bit of hope going into it I thought when we when we considered the late goal in PSV to draw I thought we were gone at that point yeah. 
I really did. And I, I thought that we'd be Inter and PSV at home. Yeah. But I was I was like you, Samantha. I was quite positive going into that last game. I, I didn't did. think we'd win him, but I, d- I did not no, think no, we'd no, win. Not I thought we might we might get a draw if they rested our players. But, but having seen PSV, PSV at Wembley, at Wembley the you'd way think, they did. and when they went one up against Inter, you're thinking actually that, that's a team that can hold on to a lead. Yeah. And Inter's strength is not playing expansive football, grinding teams down. Right. Their strength is, is doing what PSV yeah. did to them. So, yeah. fantastic to get through. And the draw was this morning as well. Brilliant draw. So, to draw Dortmund in the knockout stages, uh, I mean, it's going to be a tough game. We're going to have to play extremely well to get through. They're a top side. They're absolutely flying in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Top of the league, um, scoring goals for fun. So, that's going to be a really tough game. But two games in the group we played Sorry. last year, beat them home and away. Positive chance. On our night, we can beat anyone. Yeah. We've proved that, so whoever they are, we can beat them. I'm confident going into it, I really am, because I think going forward, they're, they're a very, very, very stylish team. But um, their defence hasn't changed from when we last played them in the group stage. But if anything, it's got weaker, isn't it? Because well, that's um, the, thing. the centre-half's gone to Arsenal, hasn't yeah. he? So, so it'll, be, it'll be a really interesting tie. I think it's very two even, like, evenly matched teams. Um, I don't know what I would have preferred going away from home first or having the home game first. We it's have to it's be a difficult home, one because we're runners up. But it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? I don't think it really matters that much. But I just think it's a real fifty fifty game over two legs. I think either side could knock knock the other one out. But if you could have picked anyone, you'd have probably picked no disrespect Porto, and then you'd have probably picked Dortmund. Oh, so yeah, definitely. It, you know, in in the grand scheme of Let's see how far we can go in the tournament. It's a pretty good draw. I, I personally would have been happy to have drawn Bayern Munich because I know they've got the pedigree. They've got a lot of our older players there and I think we could have um, knocked them out as well. I wanted to avoid um, Juventus and probably Madrid because we played them last mm-hmm. year. But I, I'd have PSG. gone... Um, PSG are a good team, yeah. So I think, I think, as you quite rightly say, I think that was probably the second preferred draw. Yeah. Uh, what we could have got yeah. so, it, so it was good really good but we'll really see good. what happens there so yeah. that's something to look forward to next year um, and the other game for us to talk about is the Premier League game at the weekend uh, against Burnley um, which was uh, hardly the most memorable game um, so we were all there actually yeah, for the yes. Burnley games. so you two were in the season ticket seats some of us were privileged I had the pleasure of being up in Club Wembley um, which I've not I've not done before so um, Spurs ladies had a couple of tickets going um, so I had the pleasure of using there so thanks again fantastic. to Spurs ladies yeah, for that brilliant. so I was um, yeah I was Club Wembley fantastic seats I was the same end as the away supporters um, slightly round to the right and obviously above the away fans so I got to experience Club Wembley which like I said I've not done before great experience you know it's um, they're definitely the posh seats I don't think it's something I'd want to do every week, to be honest, because there's not a lot of atmosphere up there. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more of, you know, the, the privileged supporters. Well, the sandwich brigade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? To have experienced yeah, it, why experience. not? Right? Yeah, it's In a game like that as well, nice, you dry, undercover, not out in the rain. Padded seats. It was, yeah. it was really so comfortable. We were getting um, wet when we were sitting, weren't we? <laughs> and, um, I mean, it was hardly a, a great game, let's be honest. I mean, everybody was shocked before kickoff when the team... News yeah. came out and Oliver Skip was starting. Fantastic. Eighteen-year-old through the academies. The next Fantastic. one on this conveyor belt of players that we're producing. Um, centre midfielders also. It's not an easy position for an eighteen-year-old to to Can't come into the side. Centre midfielders. And you know what? To be fair to me, he didn't. He, he didn't a lot, lot of credit. He um. He, a I lot thought of credit. he started the game and you could tell that he he was nervous because he got caught on the ball a couple of times and you just start, he could easily have hidden after that. He could yeah. have shied away and been like, I'm just going to get for an hour. But to be fair to him, he kept getting on the ball. Yeah. Even he gave it away a few times, but he kept getting on it. He weren't afraid to get stuck in. 
Um, no, he was mixing it with a very physical Burnley team as well for an 18-year-old. That's it's really yeah. impressive. He just screamed someone that's had a good year or so of Poch's influence and coaching. The mentality and the almost stubbornness that I'm going to play the way I want to play yeah. was fantastic. And I hope he gets more more game time this season because I think he deserves it. Very, very good player. I think it throws up the, the debate and Carl Walker-Peters always gets mentioned with this with why are our players not going out on loan spells? Because we don't have many players out on loan. If you compare us with the top sides, yeah. we hold a lot of our players in the under-23s and they play under-23s football and they train with the first team. And In Pochettino's mind, that is a more beneficial route than sending a player to League One and having him play in those conditions. Probably because... Like you say, he wants to play a certain way. And if Oliver Skip went on loan to a side in League One or League Two, the chances of them actually playing out from the back and him working on the stuff that Pochettino wants him to work even on... In the is that, is that going to happen? No, it's not going to happen. Imagine, say, going playing somewhere like Middlesbrough or, yeah, it wouldn't happen. or even Villa or somewhere like that. You you're, know, the likelihood there is that you're then going to sit on the bench in the lower leagues... And when you do play, it's going to be all in the air. Yeah. And you're not really going to... I know some people would argue and say, oh, it teaches, you know, you've got to fight and you've got to it's battle. Difficult. Look at Deli Alley, like, he's been yeah. brilliant in the low leagues. But I think for a player, and I've only... That, that's the first time I've seen Skip play, but he looks like the type of guy that he wants to be on the floor and he wants to play football. He's not a big, aggressive... He's very similar, in my yeah. mind, to the way Harry Winks plays. For his he development. Gets yeah. on the half-term, receives the ball, wants to play and to strike his feet. So, actually, for Pochettino, having the players in the 23s, playing, the, in his mind, the right type of football, yeah. and then training with the likes of Ericsson and Ali and that, in his mind, is more beneficial... Um, it's just an interesting approach because you is, know, not a lot of different. the other sides do it. It's no, different to no, what the other top you teams think, do. You know what? Chelsea have got about 30 players out on loan, haven't they? Yeah. And I know they're going to. The FA have been talking about you know stopping a lot of that, haven't they? Yeah, I just it, like I said, it's just interesting because it's different, and it'd just be interesting to see his development now yeah. versus you know if you took an 18 year old at Chelsea and Man United, how would they? The thing is, the only way you unfortunately you learn by your mistakes on the pitch. And you know you're going to become a better player by playing. And you know that with Pochettino, you've got a manager that if you make mistakes trying to do the things he wants you to do, he's not going to slaughter you for no. it. He'll probably say you have to learn when to play, when yeah. to not. But you look at Foy, for example. Oh, yeah, great yeah. example. Against Wolves, he played fairly well. He had two moments of madness that nearly cost us the game. Mm. If he'd have been at a well, if he'd have been at Chelsea, he'd never would have played United. United. But exactly, if he'd have been under Mourinho, I think, I think he was at Man, if he was at Man United at the moment, I think he'd be playing every game the way they're playing. I know what you mean, though, but I think it's so important for young players because you use Chelsea as an example, and you look at people like Loftus Cheek, Barkley, yeah. that are so so good when they're given the game time, and with people like Skip and Forth, you have to expose them to these type of scenarios. It's the only way they're going to learn. And I think as Spurs fans, you have to take that into consideration. Like Oliver Skip's 18 years old and he's going up against full-grown men that are physically stronger than him that have been playing in the league for loads of years. I think once, once he's had a few more games, I think we'll appreciate that debut because mm. it was at a very, very high standard. I think um, if you think about... Um, Burnley played Liverpool the week before and there was a lot of whinging from Klopp about the tackling that Burnley were doing and, and personally I couldn't see anything wrong in it quite brave to put him out there 
Yeah, very brave. Um, but I would say about Burnley, I thought they were a disgrace at the weekend, the way they played. <laughs> you know, there was one team wanted to play football and the other team were just wanted a time waste. You know, it's, two it's bookings difficult. for time wasting. Joe Hart should have been booked for time Definitely. wasting. And then when they were a goal down, he, he, amazingly, he could take a goal kicking back four seconds. I don't think you can criticise Burnley. I know that. I think they were awful. I, I think if I was paying to watch a team, and we've had some terrible teams at Tottenham over the year, and we've watched a lot of rubbish. Yeah. But we've never played football like that ever. No, we've never. And I, you know, we've always gone out and tried to play the right but way. We've I ne- thought they were disgraceful. We've Burnley. never been as bad as Burnley. No, we have. Do you know right. what I mean? We, I know people would look. Oh God, it was dark in the late nineties, and that when we were finishing thirteen, yeah. fourteen. If it was, and there was the odd season where we were in a relegation dogfight, but. It's not. We weren't as bad as. But we weren't as bad as what Burnley are, and no. I, I don't think you can have. I think you imagine if he'd have gone four four two and he'd have gone right. Let's press Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's play. Let's play. You have a shot. We have a shot. We would have annihilated them. They were. They were. They were ninety seconds away from a heroic Fantastic. performance, Fantastic. from a brilliant point, from a. You know what? That's how you shut a side out. Uh, yeah. Everyone would have said to him, "Fair play to him. He's gone away." Done what you needed to, do to get the result. I agree with you. I wouldn't. I would never want to see my team approach a game like that. But I, you can't blame them. You can only you can't use blame them. the players that you got. You talk about our teams that were useless. Well, mm. it's quite a while back. But we always had in that team. We didn't have a Burnley. We always had quite flamboyant, mm. flary players. Yeah, a so players. I think we were quite Sean, a soft team. I think with Sean Dyche, you can only use the players you've got, and I think that's the only way he can play away from home at the big teams to pick up points. He's not got a lot of pace. He's not got a lot of attacking flair. I'm with you, Dad. I think it's a disgrace, and I think. Burnley are expected to lose the game. Why not go out and have a go and see see what but happens? If I say to you, when we go to Anfield and the Etihad this season, we play five four one. We show no intent to go forward, and we get a nil nil. Would well, you take that thing. now? Yeah, hundred percent. I would. Definitely yeah, would. Yeah, I suppose I would. if you if you given that up, I don't think we'd play quite as bad as that. But yeah. the other thing it did highlight for me is that we tend to really struggle against sides that sit in with five at the back. We really struggle to we break do, it down. But then, but then any team would. I get, I get Mourinho beat the great Barcelona team when he was in the Milan um, manager playing a similar way. But I, I think it's we... hard to break down that type of thing. But what pleases me this season um, with the with the uh, the PSV game as well is we we stuck to our principles. We kept playing the same way, trying to find the angles and that, and we've been rewarded rather than just starting the launch long balls in the box. But you, you know? say that, but the PSV game and then this game at the weekend against Burnley, what, the game has massively changed in my opinion when Lorente came on. Yeah, yeah point. because they were defending so deep, Burnley. We couldn't get round the sides. We couldn't get round the back. So he's just gone. Okay, now I've got a six foot four centre forward. I'll chuck him on, yeah, and it not? frees Kane up a little bit, yeah. and it gives. Defenders, something else to think about because all of a sudden you, you you can pick Kane up. There's three centre halves. You can probably do it when another striker's coming into it and Kane's dropping into midfield pockets. You start to think, oh, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Mm. To be fair to Lorente, he was involved in the goal, the, yeah, the Burnley yeah. goal. You know, he, yeah. he he doesn't really win the header, but he challenges and the ball goes he over him and the defender. He causes the problem, doesn't he? It's <laughs> brilliant from Kane the way he holds it, lays it off the ropes, and he just comes and strikes it, and the ball's in the back of the net and. Yeah. You're talking know, about being unselfish, you know, in the camp new on the yeah. Wednesday, and he, he did the well, same. Well, people have cri- criticised. Hey, you can criticise him. I don't know, but they've said, "Oh, he needs to do more than score goals." That's well, he what is. And the last two games, he he's, he's got two assists. Said that about who? And there was Kane, that. that's what people. And there was, um, I think, the Burnley chance at the start of the second half. I think it was kind of blocked. It was what it? Spurs fans? No, 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 pundits and oh, people. We you know they just want to criticise. Everyone's going to unless you're unless you're Liverpool 
or Man City, you're going to get criticised by pundits because yeah. that's the way the Premier League works. Yeah. But it's just it's just one of the things. I think it was a great win, and we've just got to keep doing our thing, keep staying under the radar because we're what four, four well, we're six, six points off Liverpool. Off Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? It's, I'm not saying we're going to win the league. I don't want to get too overexcited, but for the amount of injuries and how bad the season has gone for a lot of different reasons, I think we're doing incredibly well. And it does yeah, come down to that. the other thing. If we'd have beaten Liverpool at Wembley, we'd be sat top of the league, which is a crazy... Well, even that's, But they're the fine margins. Yeah, they is. are. And if Lamella had put that one away against... City, and we should have had a draw against City. Yeah, it's, it's I, I don't think we could argue with that. You know, you've, you know, you've got a three-point gain on City. Mm. You know, but good, good, good win. We're doing really brilliant well. win. Brilliant win. It wasn't pretty. We got the job done. I mean, it feels like a long time since we got a last-minute winner in the league. I was trying to rack my brains earlier when I was writing the agenda to see if I could remember actually when that was, and I, I, I can't remember a last-minute winner. Injury time. I was playing. No, no. We, I know we got a few when you know when Ericsson kept feel like we kept yeah. winning two-one away, and Ericsson kept scoring. That's, that's going back to like first year of Pochettino early Poch years it's, it's, there's no greater feeling than a football game especially like you say that when a team comes and they might have no attempt to try and play and they just time waste to get the winner in the last minute is the the scenes are unbelievable? It was brilliant. Yeah, can't believe fanta- it. Fantastic win, and it tees us up for two games this week. Yeah. Um. Firstly, Wednesday night where we got the North London derby, Arsenal away in the quarterfinals of the League Cup. So you're massive you're a game game. from the semi finals, so which is you know Huge. massive for us. Huge. It's a North London derby. We lost a few weeks ago when we played them, so it's a big opportunity for Pochettino and the players to you know. Go go there knowing, you know what, we got battered here a few weeks ago. Let's put things right. Let's yeah. knock them out of the cup. Mm. Um, I want to see us um, set our stall out in midfield because that's where we lost the last 100%. game. 100%. And, um, you know, let's get in there and let's get a few early challenges in and, and you know, and you know create a war if we have to. Well, yeah. team selection is going to be interesting for that game because we have a lot of injuries. We've lost Eric Dyer until at the earliest the new year yeah. with appendicitis. That's a bit of a disaster, actually, um, because he would have played midweek. He's, what, he's the type of player you would love to have yeah. on your team. So you, you'd imagine that the centre... Tonga being injured again now. And... Yeah. You'd imagine the centre midfield will be Sissoko Winks, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Might, he might throw Skip in there and play for... You don't know. Don't you, don't, get, don't you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. But there's a lot of talk that Sanchez could be back in for that game at the back, and that would be massive for us if he's fit. Yeah. Absolutely massive. Although fair play to Ben Davis, just who stepped in centre half against Burnley. He did the job. Did the job, didn't he? Yeah. But it's different yeah. playing Woolwich, so you can. I think Ben Davis in a Burnley at home one-off he league can game job. can go in there. But it's difficult. It is yeah. difficult. What, what I thought done. he played well. Yeah, he did. He did well. Yeah. Um, so you know, Arsenal's going to be a tough game, but I think this game will will be purely down to what manager feels the stronger side. Because I think we could go there. Um, Pochettino is not afraid in these bigger derby games in the cup to play a lesser side. He's not afraid to. No, no, he's, he's not. done it in the past. So I, I personally, I don't think Kane will start. I think he'll be on the bench, but I don't think he'll start because I think in Pochettino's mind, this game's not necessarily a priority. I can't stand. I'm that. gonna, I'm gonna predict it's gonna go all the way to penalties. Mm. It's going to be quite tight, quite nervy. I don't know. Whereas I think, I think, I actually think that Emery will play a stronger team than people anticipate. I think he will. Because if you look at his managerial record, he, he goes for the cups. Yeah. Cups is a thing. He's got a great silverware record. With, with Poch, I think Poch looks at it, and this is a debate among supporters as well. You know, what would be a better season, finishing third or finishing fifth and winning the League Cup? What's a better season? Third. And in in 
Well, you might say you'd probably say the cup, wouldn't you? So the the and and this I think is the, the Champions League is important for the club financially at the moment. Yeah, but yeah, important. trophies are what count. And I'm not saying that it's one or the other, and we're definitely in a yeah. position where it doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, but I just think that he looks at that and he probably thinks if I if I could guarantee a winning one game this week, I'd pr- he'd probably pick Everton in the yeah. league. It's, yeah, it's interesting, and I think um, it's been made more interesting considering. Arsenal's fantastic unbeaten run that took them no higher than fifth um, ended at the weekend in fantastic fashion. It's always great to see Lauren Koscielny back and I really, really hope he plays. I hope he plays. Because he, he plays is a shambolic You know, you talk guy. about the uh, injuries that we've got. They've got a lot of injuries at centre-half That's Arsenal. That's what I was going to say. A lot of injuries. And also, when it comes down to it, I know we did get absolutely battered. There's no other way about it. But on paper... I believe, or I know, we're better in every single position than Arsenal. And you've got to draw confidence from that. Mm. Not arrogance, but you've got to draw confidence from that going into the game. We can definitely go there and get, get the result. So we need a little bit of a luck and a, you know, a few decisions go our way. I, which, so, I which... sometimes think that cup games are better than the league game because I'm not saying that we, we ever play games where, we're, where the aim is not to win. But I think in the league game, you probably go there. And in the back of all of their minds is probably... A point is a good result. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely, definitely. Whereas in a cup game, you, it, it's win or lose. You can't, especially you know, because it all happens and ends on Wednesday night. Yeah, like no, the, so I, I think agree. you approach it slightly differently, thinking that you know what, it's not all about shutting up shop and trying to keep it up. We we need to win this game. So I think sometimes that can be a bit of a blessing in disguise. But we'll see. Like I said, I think team selection will be a, a real a real big thing in this game. But um, fingers crossed we can get the job done. Yeah. We will be out watching the game um, in the One Ton pub uh, in Good Street. If anybody is in London and wants to come and join us, it's our pod Cut Christmas drink. So if anybody's about and fancies coming and joining us, please swing by and say hello and we'll gladly share a pint with you and watch the game with you. Um, and then we've got Everton at the weekend after that cup game. So Everton are a, a, a funny side. They're probably the best of the rest in the Premier League this season. Yeah. Um, Not Man United. <laughs> or, or Bournemouth. But Bournemouth have started losing a few no, games. Yeah, I agree they? with that. They're it's probably good, the best good. of the rest. Um, I was talking to West Ham supporter Danny. He reckons they're best of the rest. So yeah, but that's, that's, see, that's you know, West Ham. Get a nosebleed because they won four games on the trot, mm. you know. Leave West Ham to But we've actually done fairly well at Goodison the last few seasons yeah. and we've got a decent record against Marco Silva. I think he's the type of manager that I don't really fear us playing no. because he's the type of manager that wants to get it down, play and be open. Yeah, and I think I that, su- that suits us. I think if, he, if it yeah. was an Allardyce Everton, I'd be a little bit more wary. Yeah, or definitely. Or it's going to be... But I'm I'm confident we'll go there. We'll have to play well. Don't get me wrong. Everton have got some talented yeah, players. Still and hard ground to go and get a result. But Goodison Park's one of my favourite stadiums in the league. I've got a bit of a soft spot for Everton. I think they're a brilliant club. They're, they've always been growing up watching Spurs. They're always a, a similar level, probably even slightly ahead when they had Moyes. When we were growing up, yeah, not anymore. Um, so I always liked them. You know, they're the people's club, families yeah. go. It's yeah. just it's the, old school stadiums. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. it's the it's the supporters club, isn't it? Yeah. In my opinion, Everton. Yeah. So, um, but having said that, we go there and batter them. But yeah, yeah, and I think we will. I think we'll go there and win by a couple of goals. It's, yeah. yeah, it's important. So. It's important because we've got. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we've got a lot of a lot of winnable games over the Christmas period. I'm talking all the Wolves and Cardiff. I'm talking no big sixteen. We've yeah. got to play in a little while in the Prem, so it's it's very very important that we don't drop any points now. So we give ourselves the opportunity. If something doesn't go away in a big game, it's not going to really hurt yeah. us. 
Yeah. Predict quick predictions for the Everton game. I think it'll be three 0 if it'll be comfortable. Yeah, a couple of goals. I think I think three well. one. I could see Everton scoring. Um but I think we'll go and get the job done. It's time now for the We Are Tottenham Hotspur quiz. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. So for anybody that's not listened to this feature before, I'll give you a game and I'll give you the date of the Spurs match um, and then I'll give you about half of the team and then you've got to try and fill in the blanks. So I've gone for a bit of a retro game today, oh, so I think, Sam, that you're, you're not going to have much of an opportunity Come here. Um, so so the game is Arsenal 1, Tottenham 3, April the 14th, 1991. Next week. The FA Cup, Gaza free kick game. Gaza free kick game. <laughs> so which I was at. Which I was at. Which you was at. So Which I was at. The goalkeeper in that game is a question mark. So you need to you might want to write this down. The goalkeeper was... Uh, no, let, I'll, I'll, I'll go through. The goalkeeper's a question mark. In defence, you had Steve Sedgley. Yeah. Um, apologies in advance if I'm mispronouncing any of these names. No, no, that's correct. Um, a question mark. Gary Mabbott. Yeah. And a question mark. Yep. In midfield was Paul Allen. Yeah. And Paul Gascoigne. Damn it. Yeah. Knew that one. Um, on one side was Vinnie Samways. <laughs> Who the hell is I that? Knew, I knew and, that was one. And on the other side is a question mark. And then sort of playing up front, sort of yeah. an attacking midfielder is another question mark. And then Gary Lineker. So you need to tell me the goalkeeper, <laughs> centre-half, a full-back, a sort of left right inside of midfielder and then a attacking midfielder or second striker. The goalkeeper's Eric the Viking. I know yeah, that. It, is, it is Eric the Viking. In I've got no hope, Dad. I wasn't born. So so who was... Now, did Paul Walsh start the game? Not according to my source. He came on. He come on. He come on for for Gaza, didn't he? I think. Who was playing in defence? Um, I know the kit. You know when you know the kit, you associate players from the kit. Do you want a clue on any of the players? I'm struggling at the moment. Well, give us a clue. Okay, so I'm trying. Paul Stewart must Paul have been Stewart, playing. good shot. He's the sort of more playing the off second the striker. Paul I'm Stewart. trying to think who actually played in the cup final as well, and that's how I'm mm. trying to get uh, trying this to is get a the team. Shocking team. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah one won, won the cup. Team. The the um, the midfielder that was sort of playing off the side had a great record in the FA Cup of just scoring goals. 91, 91, 91. So in the old um, theme tune that we used to have, it was his name on the prowl in the FA Cup. If you can remember the theme tune from last season. This is, wasn't what, what about... What about this a, is embarrassing. What about... And, and you, it, this was a game you were at? It's embarrassing for you, Dad. <laughs> I was definitely at this game. Yeah. Let's, let's try the... This was at Wembley, don't forget. This let, let's try the defence then. So the defender... Um, Essentially, was playing central defence. Okay, so what? Uh, uh, it's just it just literally just the players. The right and the left back. It was after Chris Hewton's time. Um, da, 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 da. Um, Mitchell Thomas wasn't Mitchell Thomas. Who's that? I'll give you Danny a... Thomas. Wasn't Danny <laughs> Thomas? No. Yeah. I'll give you. I'll give oh, you. Dear. I'll give you a clue. So Doing terrible. Um, one of the defenders, Pat. Pat Van den Howe. There you go. Pat Vandenhout. Pat Vandenhout. And then the other defender, um, what's the best way of describing him? I mean, he was an absolute cart horse for defender Justin. Oh, 
Justin Edinburgh. Justin Edinburgh. <laughs> Justin Edinburgh. The old Lake Norrent manager now. Justin Edinburgh. Doing a great job down at Orient, actually. So we've got one more midfielder. Just a midfielder. And we said Paul Allen. Da, 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 da. David. Three. Two. Oh, David Howes. David Howes. There you go. Yeah, David because Howes. he had the header in On the, the prowl in the, in the FA Cup. Um, so it's quite th- hard actually. So that side was Eric the Viking in goal. Jesus. Sedgley. Sedgley, Samways, and Howells in that team. And we went yeah. and we beat Woolwich. This Arsenal team was pretty decent, wasn't it? Arsenal had a much, much better team. Well, you, you're a better place. Oh, yeah, they, you they, that you were there. They, they were going for the double. Yeah, they, they won the league that year. I do believe they only lost one game all season. Who were their big players at this Alan point? Smith was playing up front. Alan Smith, Merson was playing. Merson, it's that um, okay, Kevin yeah. Campbell, Adams. I think probably bold. David Seaman's in goal, Lee Dixon, mm. Winterburn, all of that lot. Mm. Uh, we were massive underdogs that day. We got a quick two goal lead and I won basically. Mm. Um, the Gary Lineker goal in that game was a great goal. It's such an overlook because obviously there's the yeah, Gaza, Gaza free kicks, fantastic. Lineker gets two, doesn't he, in that game? Yeah, he gets the one where Paul Allen. Shoots and, and Seaman makes a hash of it and he stabs the. Uh, yeah. I like that because there's a guy behind the goal in a green top that Arsenal fan with his hands on his head. Mm. And I think that's great. The Lineker goal is brilliant. Yeah. And he, he dances around Tony Adams and gonna... he goes straight through David Seaman. But then a minute after that, they went up the other end and I think Campbell hit the bar and it come off and then Merson put it about an inch wide mm. and then. I was starting, you start to, to, think, it's starting to think it could be our day. Mm. But I always remember we was at the tunnel end and the tunnel was at one end rather than in the middle. And it was great because as they marched off, we were chanting, where's your double gone? Mm. And that was really good. It was, it was like, such a good I feel day. like I've contributed just as much as ASD does to these things. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody that's... You know, not watch that game. Go onto YouTube, and there's a brilliant 15, 16 minute yeah, highlights of game. that, um, and it's fantastic. Obviously, everybody's seen the Gaza Freak. Everybody knows about it. But Lineker in that game, sensational. Lineker was good. One thing about Gaza in that game was what people forget was he played in the quarterfinal. I think it was against Notts County and scored the winner. Then had a um, an operation on his groin, and that was his comeback game. Yeah. You know, he had Ledley King esque. Ledley King S. Yeah, yeah. Or Hail the King. Um, you two were at the ground at the weekend, so you were yes. successful in getting yes. tickets for the Very fan familiarisation event for the South Stand. Sam, you go first. Go on. Well, what it was, it was, it was a good, it was a really good event actually. I was quite pleased. Um, about it was a great chance for us to have a look round the South Stand, see what work's been going on, and. How it's all going to work, really. Our season tickets are in the South Stand, yeah. so it was a great opportunity to see where we're sitting. It is for anyone that did go will know it was absolutely incredible. The stadium is amazing. the The South Stand inside is amazing. Um, there was legends knocking about. We had the pleasure of um, the great Martin Shivers. Yeah, a picture of Martin yeah. Shivers. It was a really good event, and it was it was something nice. I hate to say this, but it's probably one of the first times the club in a long time has done something nice for the fans, just to show a bit of appreciation for us. A couple of things I would say is the um, the area outside the ground. So as you walk down Park Lane and you go up the stairs and you've got this big area outside the South Stand, is really is a big area out there for a meet. 
and they put 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 through metal detectors as you go up the stairs and then you're in this big area where you can mingle or mix with people and then you go through the turnstile and it's just like um you know you just scan your card and through mm-hmm. you go um but the the food and the toilets and everything they had three levels open and it was really good and the downstairs bar and all the food bit was really good and they were doing beer for five pound pint which i think's absolutely fine um and i was hugely impressed with it all absolutely mm. our seats are brilliant the ground itself is absolutely unbelievable mm. uh, we walked right to the top of the fantastic south stand i think it was 82 rows when it was fantastic there. um it really was um, it was extraordinary, all of it. But looking um, forward to getting in. Our, oh, our season tickets, which are in the South Stand. Yeah. Do you know what row we are? We're, we're row 25, block 258, um, row 25. Oh, so there you go. So anyone in the new ground want to come over and say hello? Kind of yeah, let us know if you're going to be sat near us. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, we'll we'll we about exact seat numbers near the time. Yeah. And we've got a competition to uh, announce the winner of today. So Brilliant. if anybody listened a few weeks ago to Stato, where he went and um, did a podcast special on the Spurs shirt, but it was all about all of the kits and, all, and about the club going back right to when we first started. Fantastic book. Yeah. Um, we've got a brand new unopened copy of it here and it looks absolutely fantastic. Um, and we've asked, we asked a couple of weeks ago for you to go onto iTunes, leave us a review um, follow us on Twitter, follow the Spurs shirt on Twitter and we'll pick a lucky winner from everybody that's done that. So we've got the list of all the names of the people that can win um, and Sam actually pulled the name out of the hat. You did the draw. Um, You're welcome. Um, just before we started. So if you are BillyBoy2606 um, and left us that review on iTunes, please get in contact with us. Either send us a message to Echoes of Glory on Twitter um, or you can drop Stato an email on stato74 at yahoo.co.uk just with your address and your contact details and then we will speak to you about how, you, how we'll post you the, um, the copy of the book. So congratulations yeah, to BillyBoy2606 really for winning that. Um, and thanks everybody for entering and leaving us a review. If you didn't get round to doing it and you still want to leave us a review on iTunes, please do because it's fantastic you know, to hear all of your feedback, what you like about the podcast, what you want to hear more of. If you want to hear less of Sam, you know, that's absolutely that's absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, so yeah, so congratulations again, Billy. Um, enjoy the games this week. Like I said, if you're in London, um, the One Ton Pub uh, near Good Street Station, pop in and see us for that game against Arsenal. Hopefully, we can turn them over. It'd be on, massive for us if we can. Um, enjoy both the games this week. And remember, whatever happens, future's bright. Future's really bright. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, 
the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.